And now, a few minutes with two of my friends who will soon be yours, the Techie and the Cowboy. All right, here we go with another episode of the Techie and the Cowboy. My name is Oster Hunt, a.k.a. the Techie. And my name is T.W. Lawrence, a.k.a. the Cowboy. So here we are in 2022, and we usually do our year in review um, but we decided to do something a little bit different this time. So, T.W., you want to kind of talk about what we're going to do today? What we're going to do is talk about what events uh, in our lives, mine and his, society in general, have influenced the things that we did during 2021, how the world has changed, why what we talk about has slightly shifted perspective message still being the same delivery methods basically still the same but the emphasis slightly different and so we'll talk about some of the big influences that uh, caused us to rethink in that way if you're new to listening to taking the cowboy and you haven't gone and listened to that very first episode that we did which is kind of hilarious because we were still trying to figure things out this whole thing has been kind of a following the spirit thing so at that point we really had no clue what it is that we wanted to be able to do our whole purpose our whole goal and kind of our mission was to take things that god has put on our heart and just talk about them especially with men there's certain things that men just don't generally talk about and we found ourselves having these conversations in our weekly prayer meetings. We said, hey, let's record these things and put them out there because God has revealed some profound things to us in these conversations. So if we could take that and put it in a podcast, maybe there'll be somebody else who it is that can get what it is that we got from it. Right. And that was kind of the whole goal of this podcast and the Taking of the Cowboy. It's been amazing the feedback that we've gotten from different people about how it is that they impacted them and the guests that we've been able to have on and their story impacting people. That's really our purpose with the techie and the cowboy. Now, there's a funny thing that happened. We were really target, our target market was guys because, you know, we're two guys and we were talking about stuff that guys don't normally talk about. But what we found is that we we had all this different feedback that we started getting back from women that listened to the podcast as well, that were also, even though it is that we're talking about guy stuff, either in their own life for applying it or learning stuff to how to relate with their husbands or their boyfriends as well. And so we have quite a, a big women following for this too. So shout out to the ladies who is there listening as well. But um, we want to continue that in 2022 is bringing on guests and talking about subjects and allowing spirit to be able to guide us on things that we, uh, you know, may feel like it is that somebody else needs to be able to hear. One of the things that I think that we should emphasize uh, for any of the new listeners is that we got started because you were teaching me, you being the techie, me being the cowboy, who had a tough time, you know, just booting up uh, <laughs> a device, uh, how to use Zoom back way before Zoom became a name and a word throughout society. We had met initially at a Stephen Minister's leadership conference four years ago. Wow, four years ago. And we had developed a friendship and a, and a spiritual bond. And we didn't want to let that lapse because we were so far apart geographically. So we used the technology available. And at that time, you were using Zoom for a bunch of stuff in your businesses and you were teaching me how to use it. And, and we found it a good way to communicate uh, in, a, in a good way to express ourselves to each other as though we were sitting in a Starbucks somewhere having a, a 
cup of coffee and just noshing over the things that we would as two trained Stephen ministers. So that background for us is important because of what we learned in listening to others, picking up in the conversations things that were important to the person that was speaking, seeing where there was a spiritual need out of that and addressing it. So in his life, in my life, we had experiences and we would come to these sessions and say, you know, I talked to this person who said, and this is what was on their mind. And we would work that into a podcast if it merited uh, discussion between the two of us. So it's been very, I won't necessarily say therapeutic because that's not what Stephen Mystery was about, but it was very helpful to air those kind of things. So that's where we're coming from. And because we both lean that way and because we both hopefully listen to the spirit when he speaks to us, that's where we get the messages that we share with whoever listens and more importantly, whoever takes something from the experience of listening. And here's the cool thing about podcasts. I mean, you're, you have an archive here that people can go back and listen to no matter what. So even if it is that it doesn't resonate with them right away, or maybe it is that it doesn't seem like it's something that will connect with them. They can take one podcast from, you know, it's almost four years that we've been doing this and they can go back and they can find a subject that actually relates with them. That's why it is that we completely follow the spirit on what our subjects are going to be and who it is that our guests are going to be. And I'm kind of excited because we have some really exciting guests lined up for 2022 um, and their stories, their stories and their testimonials just in itself are so powerful that even we're doing it for, we say, hey, the spirit says that somebody might be able to do this, but we're very much in our own lives taking the stuff that they have uh, said and implementing it, which is pretty cool as well. You know, people still laugh at me when I say I have a prayer partner and I'm talking about it like he lives here locally. And they're like, so where do you guys meet up? I was like, well, actually on Zoom because he lives all the way in Atlanta. So he doesn't even live in the same area. And they're like, what? So for four years, you've been meeting with a guy twice a week? <laughs> <laughs> on zoom i was like yeah like clockwork unless something you know schedules permit and then we usually reschedule but it's like clockwork on zoom this is what we do right hey one of the things i think that both of us have noticed is because we have these ongoing conversations and these frequent conversations we spiritually i guess have put ourselves in a position that we attract people to us who seem to want to talk to us about something. It's not like we went up and said, hey, what's bothering you? What's on your mind? You know, that kind of thing. People will just come up to us and after a couple of sentences, all of a sudden they start opening up to us as though they've known us for a long time or they completely trust us to know this information type of thing. And while we keep the privacy, you know, we respect that. We still talk about the greater issues if there is a commonality. So I have found that the more that we talk to each other, the more that we get to talk to other people. So let's talk about some of the, the different things, you know, this being able to connect via Zoom is, is great, but it has some of the upsides and downsides to it. So that's kind of what we wanted to talk about for the rest of this episode is, let's kind of talk about some of the, the, the advantages, and I wouldn't call them cons, but some of the challenges that we have to overcome and using this type of platform in order to be able to, to reach people. So of course the advantages you know, are the ability to be able to connect over distances. You get to connect groups of people who it together that may not have been able to connect otherwise, us being like a primary example, right? Um, but then you have this 
disconnection with the younger generation because this is the only way that they've really communicated in a lot of different aspects via social media, via platforms like Zoom. There's not a lot of in-person connection that goes on in their world. So they just don't know how to relate whenever it's time to connect with people in person. So talk a little bit about that, TW, because you kind of experienced that being on both sides of it, right? Yes. One of the, as we were talking off mic earlier, one of the things that we found out is this is a very good platform. You know, it's kind of like it's a multi-user thing as opposed to, say, FaceTime, which to my experience is one person talking to another person. There are Zoom meetings. There, there, there's a lot of competition, but basically it's the same thing. You go online wherever you can get signal and you can talk to somebody and see them and their reactions as they talk, which is good. And the, you find it a lot uh, to people in groups, particularly groups that you were together with before Zoom forced you to stay at home for a while or, or whatever, whether it was family members or whether it was guys you knew from some kind of a club or your church Sunday school or whatever it was. One of the things that I think was important uh, given, now you have to remember, I am very old school by comparison. Uh, <laughs> you are young enough literally to be my son. Okay, <laughs> so that my adapting uh, this platform, there are a lot of people that, because <laughs> believe it or not, I am sort of the Zoom master for several activities in church and around. There are a lot of people that have difficulty even using this because their mindset is not aimed at, here's how you do it. They usually have grandchildren that help them and, you know, that kind of thing. But once they connect, one of the things that my observation is that it works very successfully if the group of people that you have on a Zoom call or whatever, that you had a relationship with them established before you went online. If you went and got complete strangers, particularly if they were from a different part of the world, uh, a different generation, just different because of whatever, it made the online relationship a little less solid. Yeah. I won't call it shallow, but it's not as deep as if you were just reinforcing that, oh, yeah, we knew each other. It's just like uh, we could, I believe if you and I got together and had uh, had coffee, it'd be just like we hadn't seen each other in a week kind of thing. Okay, not so for somebody that I met for the first time that I'd never, ever seen before wasn't part of any of my groups and I met him, it would still be awkward because you'd still have to you know, do that kind of thing. So I think one of the disadvantages is it lets people stay strangers if they choose to stay strangers. Yeah. So let's take for the, the Stephen Leader training that we went to, for example, right? When you're sitting in the room with somebody and elbow to elbow to the table and you have to do these activities where you have to look them in the eye and you have to really connect with them at that level. And there's no distractions because you're in that room for that conference. And it was an intense training, 50 hours in one week of an intense training. And you're doing all these activities where you're connecting people one-on-one. -on -one. There's no chance for email to come in because they very much frowned on you using your devices during the event. There's no chance for kids to be able to run in behind you. There's no chance for spouses or significant others to be able to walk in and distract you. 
you you're forced to be able to connect on a different level when you're in person than when you're on a zoom call like i can be on the zoom call with somebody and i can have my emails popping up in the background i can have all this different stuff that's going along that can be distractions that are breaking that one-on-one connection and i think that's one of the disadvantages of being in the room with somebody where you're giving them your undivided attention and looking at them directly and connecting with them on that level versus being on a platform where it's just a camera you and all the other distractions that could be going on in the background. So I think that has a lot to do with it as well. But like you said, if you know the person, it's a whole different level than if it is as a brand new person. You know, I take on new clients all the time. And when I'm trying to create that connection with them that I used to connect by going to their office, being in their environment, experiencing what it is that I'm designing for them versus now we're on Zoom and I'm trying to create that connection. And it's like, well, I got 15 minutes. Let's get off. Let's get on. It's a whole different world. It's a whole different type of connection. Right. And the, the, the ability to hide yourself is interesting in that one of my good friends, a prayer partner that I have locally is an attorney and he goes online. I don't know whether it's Zoom or some other platform, but he will have conversations with clients and adversaries of his clients. For example, he will do a deposition of somebody who's not friendly to him. And I have seen part of that coat, tie, jacket, and then gym shorts underneath because you can only see, you know, waist up. So it's kind of like, well, that's kind of being facetious because you're not really suited up like you would if you were in an office and you had to depose the person in a conference room or that kind of stuff. So what that tells me is if you're trying to not intentionally fooling somebody, but if you are fooling somebody to the extent that they think you're a certain way, what keeps you from, with the person not being there, that if you can, basically like Groucho Marx said, if you can fake sincerity, you got it made. Is it easier to fake sincerity online than it is in person? I believe so, just because of body language and imminent threat and, and and that kind of thing. And that's why on social media, if they never see you and they don't know this is not your real name and all that kind of stuff, you can be, you know, a terror. Yeah, you want to be, yeah. And I think Zoom has amplified that a lot, right? So right. that's that. So, you know, one of the other advantages that we've, we've talked about kind of off mic as well is the, the religious flexibility is what I call it, for lack of a better word, that people have had. I talked to some people who it is, they went to the same church that their parents went to. They went to the same church that they've been going to for the past X amount of years. And they just kind of got in the routine of, I wake up on Sunday, I go to church, I get a little bit of the word, then we go out to eat afterwards and I go on about my life. And that was just part of their routine. When a lot of churches shut down for COVID and they were forced to be able to move online and watch the churches, it gave them the flexibility to be able to not only not attend their current church, but they could actually go to their friend's church and visit their friend's church and explore other churches that were online because it kind of leveled the playing field. Now it's not based off a of location, our ability to get dressed, to be able to get there, people that I know. Since I'm not really seeing the rest of the people anyways, I'm just watching a presentation. Now I can go to another church and not feel so guilty and possibly the pastor not even know that I'm on. Maybe they'll look inside of the little who's watching and see who it is, but I don't feel as guilty about that as not showing up to church. So they felt a lot more comfortable with going to other people's churches, even other religions, just out of curiosity to be able to explore that. So you had that flexibility. I remember reading a statistic where it said that 
the churches were had 200% more attendance when COVID first hit. Um, you know, people coming to just explore what's going on because now the unknown has come and they're actually considering God and Christianity and everything else like that. But then the flip side happened. People, whenever churches opened back up, people were not coming back to church because they have gotten out of that routine because they had gotten out of that uh, inconvenience of having to do all the stuff to prepare for church if they want to look at it that way. Now they're, they're comfortable with just watching it online, right? They're comfortable right. with just staying in bed or watching it a little bit later. Yes, they, the, the senior pastor we have now, kind of tongue-in-cheek, although I think that you can hear his teeth grind when he says it, he, uh, he says, you know, when he opens up the uh, service, we'd like to welcome the people that are in this room, the sanctuary, in the activity center, which is the overflow room, for those people who are online locally, for those people who are online throughout the rest of America, for those people in some of the parts of the world that we see are joining us. And then he'll say, especially those people that are at our 30A campus. 30A is a, is a strip in uh, the Florida panhandle where there's a lot of touristy thing. It'd be kind of like for you, Alistair, for your preacher to say, we'd like to uh, welcome all of our members who are in Corpus Christi this weekend watching us online because <laughs> they're on vacation, but they are watching you, but you know, type of thing. It's gotten to the extent that <clears throat> after the first of the year, just January, just passed January 1st, where we were off for Christmas, you know, up to the new year. So there's about a two week period when, when, we were not doing formal things. They didn't have the Wednesday night dinners. They didn't have the Sunday schools, that kind of stuff. So when it started back up again, there's a Thursday morning Bible study that I helped out with. And they said, we might not be doing Zoom for this Bible study. And that is because we want people to come to church to attend that not just sit at home and watch it. So they're realizing, or they're, somebody is saying, you know, people are, are making the choice, getting lazy, whatever. They're staying there and not coming in. They should really come in. In our Sunday school class, whenever we had our Sunday school class, I like guess this funny. Somebody said, you still call it Sunday school class? Well, Sunday in this school. So yes, <laughs> even though we're adults, we call it our Sunday school class. But in our Sunday school class, we took a vote and half of the class was not comfortable coming in and meeting back in person and half of the class felt like they needed that so we ended up doing like a hybrid situation half the class was there and we set up a, a microphone and a camera and half the class stayed online you know what i mean so there's still people who it is that don't feel comfortable and we didn't feel right by saying you had to force it one way or the other so we set, set up a hybrid situation yeah. so there's no, a lot of people to, that are doing that right yeah to me in this particular class that i was talking about it's for people that are elderly and yeah. there are some people physically that even if they wanted to it's difficult for them to you know get into the handicap equipped vehicle and come to you know that kind of stuff so this works out fine for them another good example another <clears throat> place that i help out my wife has a ladies bible study that meets on monday nights every other monday night once a month on monday nights i'm not sure which but anyway and so they used to meet at this one lady's house in the neighborhood close to us. So they'd all go over there. They'd do the thing. They'd come back. COVID hit. They had to spread out. Then they got into 
I said to him, we can do this on Zoom if you want to. So we started doing it on Zoom, including showing videos, which I've learned how to do. But anyway, as things have developed, several of the ladies, because of life circumstance, have moved out of the area, some not far away, but far enough away that it was not convenient to come in. Some moved up to North Carolina, some moved to retirement to Florida and stuff, but they can still participate. And they did last night, we did a session and they were still there and they would talk with each other. Oh, how you doing? It's good to see you. So that has kept their group basically engaged and alive, but they certainly had the relationships built before they went to this remote technology. And I believe that's a difference. Yeah, it is. But it also works for us. So my grandma passed away during COVID and we weren't able to have the traditional funeral because of all the COVID protocols that were in place at that time. But what we did is we did a memorial service for her on Zoom. And some of some cousins I had never met before, some people who it is that hadn't talked to her, she was 94 years old when she passed and 30, 40, 50 years, were able to hop on from around the world to hear about her life. We didn't allow everybody to speak. It wasn't open forum, but we celebrated as a matter of fact, we called it a celebration versus a memorial, a celebration of her life. We got, you know, some of the immediate family to be able to speak, to tell stories, and we kind of just went through her story of her life. So some of them were able to hop on and experience that and see what it, all that she had accomplished and all that she had lived during her 94 years on this earth. And that was a cool thing to be able to, to see cousins, to hear, you know, or to see them inside of the chat, talk about what their relation was to her and see how big our family really was from people all across the world, that wouldn't have necessarily happened at a traditional funeral here locally, you know, in Texas. So, so some opportunities like that um, are great for it. So there's been positives and there's been negatives, but what, what we really wanna be able to, to kind of close by talking about is that if you feel like there's areas spiritually, if you feel like there's areas with family, with friends or whatever else that have begun to fall off, we would encourage you in 2022 to be able to explore those and to see if it is that you can kind of find some other way to connect deeper with the people who it is that you interact with, connect deeper with your coworkers, who it is that you're working with, with the people who it is that you love, you know, reaching out via Zoom and hopping on Zoom is one thing, but finding other ways to be able to connect deeper with them, whether it's just having, you know, more deep conversations in Zoom. And then as things start to be able to clear up, of course, you know, being able to actually travel and connect with some of these people who it is um, that you haven't seen in a long time. Uh, if you feel like that's something that you need to do, and we love to just spark conversation. That's what we do with these podcasts. So that's what we're doing. So we're just encouraging you to be able to think of different ways that you can grow deeper in your connections and your relationships and, uh, and kind of encourage you to do that in 2022. Would you agree, TW? Yes. The, the thing that makes this technically and logistically easier to do is that Zoom, for example, is something that can be used on any device, Android, Apple, desktop, laptop, whatever. So it, there is no limitation. There is basically something that's available. Zoom is free. It takes down a barrier. You could also say there is no excuse for you to be disconnected from those people that you should be continuously connected with, whether that's family or it's people within your commonality group, whatever that is, I would say, don't let the isolation get to you. Get out there. I'd prefer face-to-face, -face, but get online if you have to.
So with that being said, that's episode one of season four. We look forward to being able to bring you lots and lots of fun stuff this year. So let's close it out. My name is Alistair Hunt, a.k.a. The Techie. And I am T.W. Lawrence, a.k.a. The Cowboy. So let's kick that new theme music to take us out. Let's go with the outro. That's it for this episode. Join us again next time for The Techie and The Cowboy. Hit us up on our website, thetechieandthecowboy.com. Let us know what y'all think.